Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. My name is Amy. Sitting next to me, I've got Caleb. You might have forgotten our names because it's kind of been a long time since we've released an episode. So if you are tuning in, thank you so much for waiting it out with us and welcome back to the Untitled Van Life Project podcast. It's been a minute. A few things plus have happened. Yes. And... We're back at it, though. We are. Well, if you missed our memo that we didn't send out, um, <laughs> we had said that we were going to take a, a hiatus right here, uh, end of the summer, so that everyone who was all of our new listeners could catch up yes. from day one of our podcast. That was and the so point. That yeah. was the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, no, this was kind of unintentional, and this is... Wait, ha- unintentional? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unintentional. Unintentional. And this has happened a couple times, I feel like, with the podcast where we have just unintentionally hit like a four to six week break um, of recording. And like I said, we don't plan on it. It just kind of happens. And I sometimes feel like after you miss like a week or two, it just kind of snowballs and you're like out (laughs) of the rhythm of it. And it's harder to get back in. But proud of us because we are sitting down today doing it. After a long break. Yes, I think you nailed it. It has that snowball effect. And I mean, lots of things in this traveling lifestyle have that. Like, I've noticed that way with, like, working out schedules. Sometimes, um, you know... Some some mornings call us to like travel immediately or go into town to get prepared. It's just you know it doesn't have, you can't have a set schedule like Monday through Friday. We've tried several times to be like, okay, this is the day we're always going to record the podcast on. Yes. And and it'll work for like a week and a half, <laughs> and then the next week it's like, oh, those two days we need to travel somewhere, and yeah. then before you know it, you blink and it's already the next week and you're like, okay, we'll just catch up next week. And then when next week comes, it's like, oh no, we're traveling again or something came up or, yeah. That's and so yeah, basically what happened. we got caught in a snowball in the middle of summer. Yeah. Oh, did it, even though we try to avoid the snow in the summer. Yeah. But all that to say, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, last episode we did was our two year anniversary episode, which feels like a really long time ago. Because now we've been in the van three years. No, because now we've been in the van two years and two months, almost two months. Um, Feels like a really, really long time ago. And honestly, a good amount of things have happened since then. Um, So if you missed our two-year anniversary episode, we released beginning of July. um, Just to mark the celebration of two years of being in the van, we kind of recapped the last really the last two years, but really focused on that second year. Uh Um, And people ask me all the time, like, does it feel like you've been in the van for two years? Or does it feel like you've lived in the van for X amount of time, whatever? Yes and no. I don't know. It's It's hard to explain. But already that episode feels like a long, long time ago. (laughs) This is like our third August oh yes okay didn't know where you were going with that uh that's where i was going with it i've I've celebrated three birthdays in the van yes and your birthday's in august three birthdays happy late birthday by the way oh thank you i mean that's so heartfelt okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you brought it up and i know we're like a little bit removed but yes you have celebrated three birthdays in the van that's a weird way to think about it and but it's also a cool way, like, yeah, technically we've been in the van, like, moved in July 2020, so, mm-hmm. yeah, two years and two months, but this is, like, it's it's easier to judge things by seasons when you're yeah. like, traveling, 
especially with how we kind of like snowbird during the winter and go south. So yeah, this is like our third end of summer season yeah. that we've spent in the van. We spent three Julys and three Augusts in the van. So we're hitting now the third month of each year in the van. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like though, we're about to go into our third winter in the van and that sounds crazy. Yeah. Like that makes it feel like, yeah, it's been a long time. We're like but, juniors. Yeah. But juniors. This makes me think though, what is your favorite month in the van? August. Is August your favorite month in the van? I think so. Yeah. If I look, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, God. This is like our two-year anniversary. This is, that should have been a question. It wasn't. This, is, our, this uh, is the honorable mention. Superlative two-year anniversary. Honor. Honorable mention, favorite month. I just um, thought about it because you said, like, we're hitting, we're starting to hit three, like, our third time for each month. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, that came to my mind. Either, you know, I, I think I like August. Where yeah. we've been spending in Colorado, the kind of weekend camping vibe dies a little bit once school starts for all the other laymen out there who aren't living in vans and so i mean literally today we woke up and it feels like the land we've been camping on is empty yeah like it goes back to where the weekends will get a fraction of the busy it gets in july july is the premier camping month in colorado like yeah. it gets crazy yeah, it does. sometimes and it's just kind of also crazy again on the other side of how dead it dies off come like the second week of august well then august is always so welcome because you still get all the benefits of uh colorado summer like it's still summer it is even though we have talked about starting to feel like we can like smell and feel fall creeping in but it's still summer so like august is great because you still get all those benefits of summer like weather wise but the crowds do die off because once you hit september and the crowds are still low snow could come you never know yes so so you you do sometimes miss out on those weather benefits. yeah so it's like yeah you're still getting the summer weather that you get in july up in the mountains Shout out to the helicopter flying by. and But then you also, we get benefits of kind of having the lands that we camp on to ourselves. At least a lot less populated um, with like tent campers and weekend warriors, as we say here mm -hmm. in the life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love, and I mean, mushroom season, yo. Mushroom <sighs> season in Colorado. Yes. It has been all of July. I will say that, but August is kind of the premier month for yes. that. So we have and definitely taken advantage of that. But Yes, and a lot of you have been asking questions about what we, like, how have we been foraging? What have we been finding? How do we know what to look for, where to look, things like that? We are going to do a whole episode just on... Mushroom app. I can't wait for that episode. <laughs> yes, like answering all the questions, all thing mushrooms. So you might hear us reference them every now and then in this episode, but just wait for that episode where we'll really take a deep dive into the fungi world but we did kind of world. get to escape the july crowds for a bit we did we did so we did. in july we went on a pretty pretty big trip we went to alaska oh the suspense yes <laughs> with how you drop that information <laughs> we made it up to alaska i know what you're thinking to answer your question no, we did not go to Alaska in the van. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Although one of us definitely would have made it happen, I think. <laughs> but we did not take the van up to Alaska. We had a job up there in July and 
we did debate. I mean, we had the conversation of driving it because we actually did have the time. That's always a big part, I think, if you're wanting to drive all the way up there is like, do you have the time well, to make that travel? Honestly, I think time was secondary in this case. It was, uh, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the gas prices over the last <laughs> like two months um, and what they've been like. And um, you probably have. But also, we drive a diesel. So when you see that little green number at the bottom, that's oh. like... It's typically green, right? Yes. I just love the detail you're going into here. <laughs> Look, I noticed that. Okay, I'm not looking at the other numbers now, the yes. two reds. I'm yes. looking at the green one, which is typically, uh, can be... It's usually the higher one. Ast- definitely the higher <laughs> one. Can be astronomically higher in some cases, like a dollar more per gallon. Yeah. Um, so, even though we had the time, we figured out... We actually did some math, and... It, we actually did we some math. We actually did math. I hadn't done math in years. <laughs> And I finally did some math, and we were like, you know what? It it doesn't seem plausible to drive the van up to Alaska at this time, just with how much we were going to spend getting there. Yeah. And like, honestly, it was going to be cheaper to just fly. Honestly, cheaper to fly. Well, I guess we didn't go that far because we had to fly, rent a car, and rent a place. Whereas if we drove, all that would be like one thing. So I guess we didn't go that far, but still. We decided not to. It was enough. I was going to be putting a shit ton of miles on the van for just a pretty much a short window. Like, if I want to go to Alaska, yeah, which is still the dream. I remember, like, I feel like episode one of the podcast, before we were even in the van, we were talking about dreams for what this this van life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, from day one, I'm like, man, if we could get a summer season, like, in Alaska. And I actually was telling... Um, Double double O zero last night, a guy we met. <laughs> That's his trail name. Double O zero? Double O zero. Okay. Yes, because okay. he took it's hiker terms. You know what? I oh, love hiker took terms. Two zero days. He took back so back to back zero days. Mm-hmm. So double zeros. He did that twice. He had two back to back zero. So you, zero days did, means you don't do any miles that day. Yeah. And he wanted to do that twice on the Appalachian Trail, and so they call him double Oh, zero. Double <laughs> I missed the conversation. Kind of like, so I'm learning. Yeah, you weren't there. You time. were biking. Yeah. But it was, I love all our friend Sarah always like gets, lets us in on these like trail terms and trail mm-hmm. terminologies and like where the trail names come from. And I still hope kind of like Michael Scott to be like in on it someday and have a trail name. But I just haven't got one yet because I haven't done a trail. We've given you some options for it doesn't a band work. name. I have, it has to happen on the trail. And even when he, okay. like, was giving me the background on his name, like, it's just the whole story behind it and just, like, the moment it happens, all of a sudden he's like, you know, I just suggested to have a double zero day. And they're like, another one? Like, you already did one a few weeks back? And he was just like, yes. And so that, all of a sudden it stuck double with him. Zero. Double O zero. And that's how he introduced himself to me. <laughs> like, yeah. someone who's not even on the trail. He's like, I'm double O zero. Yes. I love it. So that's a little side note. <laughs> Where, anyways, I told him, he asked us if we had gone to Alaska. He asked that yes, he, he was very intrigued in the van life as a hiker and someone who travels a lot. He was actually from South Dakota too, so which is why he came over. He was like, <laughs> "I see your South Dakota plates." And I'm like, uh, "But he knew, he knew about the nomad life." Yes. Um, but yeah, yes, he, he was asking good questions. He asked if we have ever been to Alaska, and I was like. Well, we did just go to Alaska, but not in the van. <laughs> but I know you're asking if we've been in the van. And, and that's yeah. what we're talking about right now. That Alaska yes. trip that we did not go to in the van in July. But we have, we had the van, not with us, but like in our possession. So does that count as going to Alaska in no. van life? Well, we, I, th- I feel like we've had this conversation <laughs> when other times we've had to fly 
and leave yeah. the van and we'll go to like a national park uh-huh. or uh, even and like get a sticker because we've been collecting stickers of like spots we visited along with like local spots we visited in the van and we've had the same uh, conversation of like if we've flown somewhere like, like you I've, fly to Florida to go to the beach with my family or something. And what sticker are we going to get from Florida? We didn't go down to the Everglades. Like a St. George sticker or something. Uh, you know, like some, or like yeah. our, or a I was thinking like Mount Rainier when I went something. up to Mount Rainier oh, okay. National Park okay. to shoot the wedding last year. Mm-hmm. And then we were like in the National Park. I feel like I was like, should I get the sticker for our van? And we were like, but we didn't go there in the, the van. The van didn't go there. The van didn't go there. But we, like I'm coming, that's my only home. Yeah. And my only car and my only office and my only... Kitchen. Kitchen and my only bed and my only dog pen and Well we've decided there's two bedrooms now in the in the van. <laughs> yes, the most recent update to van life is now we've been calling our sides of the bed our our own rooms. I'll be like, Amy, your shirt is in my room. Which means <laughs> Yes. Well and- the other day the side of Kayla we have like storage on the side of our bed. We have these like four compartments where you can lift the wood up and store things in there. And the the storage section on Caleb's side of the bed, like all of the lids were like just in disarray. They were like half on, half off. There was just like a bunch of random shit just like on his side of the bed. And I was Which like, is way out of the ordinary for my normally precisely organized wow. self. And I was I like, Caleb, so. your room is a mess. Like you need to clean it up. <laughs> and as I'm looking right now, sitting beside it, my room is still a mess. Yep. Yep. Mine just has one Harry Potter book and yours has multiple clothing items multiple two books, books socks um, yeah headbands yeah it's it's a wreck you it's need a to, wreck. you need to clean your room after I, this i might hire like a nanny or something to come clean <laughs> a nanny them. you mean like a a maid cleaning lady yes <laughs> nanny. Well, a nanny they could watch jet and then also double oh, as okay. they could clean my room okay Okay. Well, I'll put a posting on Craigslist for that. <laughs> we have started talking. Yes. I just love the term how we've been calling our sides of the bed our rooms. Yes. Though, because <laughs> that's how small the van is. So you got to make rooms, okay? <laughs> Anyways. So. The last frontier. The last frontier. We went up to Alaska mainly for work. But of course, I mean, we're in Alaska. Like we're going to extend our trip and like take some time for ourselves too. So honestly, it was... I don't know. I keep trying to find words to describe it because, you know, everyone asks, like, how was Alaska? And I, I can't just say good. I can't just say great. I, it, like, have you thought of, like, Grid. a word? Good. No. It's a combination <laughs> it was, of good and great. I, it was beautiful. It was adventurous. Like, we've talked about it a lot. I feel like we did. We were so well balanced in our activity. Because a lot of times if you're traveling to a really, really cool place that's you know, far away, like Alaska or Hawaii or somewhere international that like you don't just go to yearly typically. Um, Sometimes you can feel that need to like do everything, fit everything all in, in the time that you're there. But that can lead to like exhaustion. It can lead to then you're like not fully being able to experience all your activities just because you're too tired. I feel like we really balanced everything out really really well i think the van life has helped with that yeah living in the van because there's that aspect of oh you live full-time on the road like and even double oh zero last night he was i keep wanting to call him double oh seven but it's double (laughs) it's double oh zero (laughs) even double oh zero last night the uh the hiker he Mm -hmm. was like so like have you guys been like all across the u.s and i was like i mean over the course of shout out to another helicopter driving by driving by flying by <laughs> sorry they're just so loud maybe it's here. coming to pick you up because 
you like rode in a helicopter recently. Spoiler, <laughs> I'm a, they're attracted to me now. Helicopters <laughs> just search me out. I need a helicopter tat. But I think you're right. A heli tat. That like van life has somehow like subconsciously taught us like to pace ourselves even then when we travel. Yeah. Outside is, of the van. Well, it's like you you look through for people who aren't uh, living in the van currently like. I think most people know about it nowadays <laughs> via uh, social media and stuff. And I think what you see on social media is the highlights of the travels that those people get to do. Yeah. Um, and I think we met people on, sh- on like, shorter-term trips who aren't living full-time that are really knocking out some places. Yeah. Like, they are zigzagging everywhere. But mm-hmm. uh, when Double Zero was asking me, he's like, so have you guys been, like, like all across the United States? And I was like, I mean, it does it equally feels like we've traveled a lot and but then also gotten to like really settle and live in the places we've been like yeah if i think back like we've hit every state in the western u.s minus oregon and washington in montana i always forget about montana it's like so it's like north of me <laughs> but it's a big one <laughs> it's a big one yeah okay montana oregon washington are like the only states we haven't hit and most mm-hmm. of the other states we've hit like multiple times and like lived in and traveled through and seen some national parks and it doesn't it didn't ever felt like we were rushing to get there or had to like plan out a yearly itinerary to do it. It just kind of happened naturally. And so with break times in between. So I think we took that same mindset into going to Alaska when we planned out like a week travel. It's like, okay, we can't kill ourselves. We're not going to do two hikes every day. Yes. Like that would just be though we like, might i might have tried <laughs> <laughs> you would be the one to suggest it and i'd be like ah. but we ended up having yeah some nice break days in there where yeah. uh it was pouring down rain pretty much almost the whole week we were in alaska mm-hmm. so first thing we did was buy rain jackets <laughs> yes but we were like we are not gonna let rain stop us from doing stuff in alaska mm-hmm. um but luckily it held off a little bit but yeah we have very good pacing i thought and even looking back at the trip when we got home i was like man i felt that was great pacing i don't feel like worn out from it even mm-hmm. though i felt like we also experienced um hiking we experienced like the food culture we experienced some stuff we didn't we got to get tattoos. We, we experienced the tattoo culture. The tattoo culture in Alaska. <laughs> Definitely the most spontaneous tattoos I have gotten to date. Would you say the same? I believe so. I don't know. I thought that, that your rain cloud might oh. might be in the running, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember if I scouted that out the day before. No, I think... I th- yeah, it's pretty spontaneous. They're both pretty spontaneous. Yeah, which is funny because... Never thought I'd be a spontaneous tattoo person, but here we are, so... But you have a limit, because I was trying to get you to get another spontaneous tattoo the day after your first yes. spontaneous tattoo in Alaska, and you would not. I you, was like, you were like, that's that too was, spontaneous. I was like, that was enough. One one spontaneous tattoo per week, that's, that's enough, I think. <laughs> but the time in Alaska was amazing. It was great. We got to do three very different hikes, um, which all provided different landscapes, different levels of difficulty, different challenges or not challenges. Um, we got to do a hike like up to some glacial lakes, which I still think is the most beautiful hike I've ever done to date. Um, it's like, it is kind of like a perfect hike. You get everything. You, you get, get everything. glacial lakes. 
you get mountain views, you get valley views, you get um, river views. Stream, you hike along the stream. You, you have get to some, do some nice, bouldering. Yeah, like a big section of bouldering. That's very rewarding when you get to the lakes at the end. Mm -hmm. There's lots of green, like kind of mossy, like rolling hills around. Yeah, views there's are, a waterfall. Yeah, views are awesome. It feels like every turn of the trail, yeah, you come across a lake or a waterfall or a stream or a new mountain view. Yeah, and like it was only about under 10 miles round trip it was about 10 miles round trip so um it felt i don't you feel like you exerted yourself like you feel like you worked hard but it was never there's never a moment of like i can't do this correct so if anyone listening if you are going to alaska sometime soon let us know we will share this hike with you i definitely think like i can't recommend it anymore that was our first hike then we did another hike in like a forest we wanted kind of like a forest very mushroom friendly vibe Ew. and we found it <laughs> it was a super flat chill i don't know like five mile hike yeah more i mean the more felt like strolling through the woods yeah which is kind of what it was not yeah. a lot of i mean no elevation no. Gain essentially but you're just walking through this like old growth forest mm -hmm. um and it was very wet and moist and yeah yeah and was, Alaska is actually the number one state in the U.S. with the most variety of fungi species. Mm -hmm. Colorado is actually number two. These are mm -hmm. some stats we learned. Not thank you to Aaron Rodgers. We already knew them. Did Aaron Rodgers just learn these? No, but he just gives us our facts and our details. Oh, you know? our fact checker. He's our, our fact, fact checker. checker. He checks our yes. facts. Yes. Okay. And yes. I did not need to fact check that because we've already fact checked <laughs> it. So, yeah, we were excited to see because we were going, you know, mushroom season, July. Yeah. And so we wanted to find a spot that would be really good for it. And, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It was also in a, a town we visited before in Alaska, which is, like, basically a little magical Narnia. Yeah, um, we do. Caleb, you talk about wanting to not only visit Alaska in the van, but also, like, even pre-van life. You've talked about, like, wanting to live in Alaska. Uh-huh. And... Even before I'd gone to Alaska. Yes. Kind of like me with Hawaii. And this little area, this little town, to me, could be a place I could see myself. Ooh. I'm being very... If we can afford ...cautious it. with my words. <laughs> <laughs> if we can afford living in that um, town specifically. But it is just a little magical wonderland with forest and mountains just right there it's very small it's very fun to revisit that again and then the last hike we did was very colorado-esque we climbed a mountain it was like our one sunny day of the whole trip which happened to be our last day yes um and yeah it was like straight up a mountain now yeah. not as high as colorado mountains the peak was three thousand something feet but i mean when you're starting from sea level you were hiking up 3,000-something yes. Our elevation feet. game at the end was 3,000-something <laughs> feet yes. like to make it to the peak. And you felt like you were almost on top of, say, one of the Colorado 14ers. With I know. The it's so, the other mountains. Yeah, but, the perspective that yeah. you get from up there, you definitely feel like you are high and on top of a mountain. And yes. compared to where you started, you are. You're very high. Yeah. But that was cool, too. So there's just, I don't know, Alaska has, like, such a variety. And then the other really cool thing that, I did not get to participate in, unfortunately, is... You you took a video of us taking off. And I got a photo in front of it. <laughs> you did? <laughs> in front of the helicopter? V goes, here, let me take a photo in front of you so it can look like you went. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Well, part of the job, which I'm not going to go into the job aspect of it, mm -hmm. but uh, I got to go on a helicopter. I don't, don't want to call it a tour, but I feel like they call it a tour. A helicopter flight 
to visit different parts of Alaska. You can't get to via other vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'd never been in a helicopter before. How was that experience? How did you feel before the helicopter? Like, were you nervous at all? Cause you're not a big fan of heights, but I don't know if that plays into this or not. Right. I don't know. I haven't dealt with my heights fear in a while. Yeah. I don't know if more a fear of heights or if you're falling. Because honestly, I don't, I'm not scared like on top of uh, a mountain in Colorado, mm -hmm. but I'm more scared if I look over the railing at a mall. Oh, so I don't know if you've fear? ever explained it that way. <laughs> you know, like hiking up a mountain, even I remember a uh, massive technically yeah. had some like class was, two exposure yes, parts where you slip off to the right and mm -hmm. you don't know when you'll and the stop. trail was very narrow yeah, the trail was very narrow yeah. and like that doesn't scare me at all i feel but like if i look over even from the second floor of like a mall even with a railing in front of even you even with the railing that'll give me more kind of like a little hint of vertigo than climbing a mountain where i'm scrambling and if i step off you know half a foot Weird. to my right i'm falling down so yeah, i don't, I don't think know. i knew that we need to get a therapist in here and like deal with that shit or something. <laughs> a fear like, therapist. figure out figure out what the fear the core of the fear actually is honestly it's probably just malls yeah. malls have always scared me we used to we like used to you... trick-or-treat at the malls as a kid i hated it <laughs> that is so because your family lives in like a great trick-or-treat neighborhood i feel like they didn't trust the neighborhood okay but and they, they, and the they knew well the mall was great because you could you would come away with guaranteed candy you wouldn't have to walk a lot um it was just all in one spot you could knock it out there's also the food court you know you could Were just you... do it all in one night rather than just having like search around your neighborhood for which house does have candy doesn't have candy you know it's like were you we'd have to skip spencer's gifts for sure but i mean <laughs> what about hot topic oh yeah no were you afraid of like the santa in the mall like do you think that might have attributed to some of this mall fear um that was another definitely downside <laughs> to the mall i hated taking my santa photos in the mall which we did every year too <laughs> what do you think was the oldest you had a santa photo <laughs> oh i think it was eighth grade was the last year and I, even then i was like revolting like i am not doing a insane a photo this year and i was like okay finally i got talked into it. i'm like this is my last one like it's, this is it and they and respected your wishes after that yeah i did okay. not have to do another one in high school i believe <laughs> <laughs> but eighth grade felt way too old to me. <laughs> and then santa's like what do you want i'm like bro i want to get out of here <laughs> where's the port key is it uh, your hat i like that thank yeah. you for that harry potter callback you're welcome um, so you weren't that worried about the heights then? On no, the like I never, like planes have never scared yeah. me. I, I think more people were worried like for me going onto the helicopter than I was. I was like, I had like a excited nerves going yeah. into it. Like I didn't know what it was going to be like, but, um, it was awesome. And honestly coming back from it in terms of the fear status, uh, I felt like way more comfortable in a helicopter than I did a plane. Like we were facing very strong winds in the helicopter. So we landed in three different spots. One was on top of a mountain. One was on a glacier. And then one was kind of like down below the glacier, like glacier melted, but it was on the ground, but you could see the wall of the glacier, like up above, up above you. And I think it was when we were on the glacier and having to take off, like, you could literally see us kind of a small storm blowing in, but very strong winds. And I was like, is the helicopter guy going to tell us to like, hurry up so we can like take off? And he was just like very chill. And it was just like, by the end, it was like gusting. And he's like, all right, time to go. And I was like, okay, I want to see this. Like, I want to experience what You're this feels like. You're just going to see it. You're going to feel it. Taking off in these like, 
I don't know. I don't know how fast they're going, but it's very smooth. Like the helicopter handles so much better, and like there's almost less turbulence in those situations than you would encounter on a plane. And like even watching the pilot, because I was sitting beside him, you're like in the pilot seat. Essentially. Yeah. So the reason <laughs> I couldn't go is because this helicopter only holds five people, yes. and your sounds like very smushed. Very yeah. So, very so there was small, no room. Yeah, it's a small helicopter too. So I'm like, is it just gonna get buffeted by the winds? Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, I came out being like, okay, helicopters can maneuver way better through, like, storms and winds. They have way, like, the pilot has way more control. He can literally, he flipped it, like, on his side a few times. So you're riding, like, parallel to the We're riding, like, parallel to the earth as he, like, was flying around some kayakers. I was, like, looking, just sitting in my seat, but looking just straight down at the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I felt very comfortable. And there was times where he would like dip down into a canyon and it kind of gave you that roller coaster feel. Like you get that little like stomach jumping. Drop. Yeah, stomach drop. Mm-hmm. Not from fear, just from like, whoa, you just like dropped. Who this knows? This is what happens to your body. <laughs> you just dropped 100 feet in a second or something, yeah. like down into a canyon. But but that's where it was like, okay, this guy, like, he has a lot of control over this thing. He can handle it in high weather uh, high situations and just like through canyons and. So I came out of it kind of being like a helicopter fan. <laughs> so I'm you like, only travel via helicopter. I only now. travel via helicopter. <laughs> Planes seem so dumb and just like, just like a big tube that can just be like thrown around, <laughs> and you can only go like straight. You can't just go on the side. You can't just go on. You can't just flip over on it. I mean, you can, I guess, but it's just a lot more difficult. So. Well, I'm glad it was a good experience for you, but some of the photos and videos that you were able to capture of the spots that y'all landed were just, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Neither have I. Still haven't. Even when I watched the footage, I'm like, what? Alaska is we just were? so crazy for many reasons. But one of the things I feel like really stands out every time I'm there is how high it is up on the earth. So it's right up there, like with the curvature of the earth. And you can literally see that. Like when you are looking up at the mountains and the way the clouds lay on the mountains, like you can, tell like there's just something different like about kind of, its position you're like on top of the world yeah almost. like when you're up there it feels like i mean the last frontier we came home saying this from our first alaska trip which was back in 2017 2019 sorry <laughs> a few years off we were like man the last frontier really fits it like it feels wild like feels there's wild. so much it feels very unexplored yes but like because you can't like it's just not you can't explore Explore, explore some it. of it sometimes you're gonna, you if you explore it you're gonna die you're gonna die or you can't get to it or yeah. like the weather conditions just are not fit for human life it is very interesting yes i do always come back from that state feeling just kind of like amazed and bewildered a little bewildered, bit yes. you know i feel attracted <laughs> to alaska <laughs> it calls to me the call of the wild but uh, helicopter, great experience, Good. and the whole—I mean, yeah, unreal. Still, to even like, I was trying to like take it in, but then also I'm there for work, mm-hmm. so I have a purpose. But it was just like I'm walking on a glacier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to have the memories. Like, I love. Uh, it was a great experience. Thank you to the couple for get you know having us be at. Be a Alaska. part of that. Be a part of that <laughs> adventure. Alaska, yeah. Be a like, part of the adventure because it was uh, kind of like a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope it. I hope it happens multiple times in my lifetime. But it was a great a dream come mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just continually kept blowing us away as we were like, "Oh my gosh!" Now we're landing on this huge glacier, 
and that's where you're going to get married. Do you have any idea how old the glacier was? Oh, who knows? Billions of years? Yeah. I don't know. But I don't, I don't know if, like, the helicopter it's hard to pilot, disc- like, well, he give did... y'all any, like, history about the area or anything. Not in terms of years, but he did show us in our final spot. And it's hard to describe without, like, being in the setting. Yeah. But, so we were, like, on the actual dirt ground. There's, like, a... I think we measured it when we flew off, but it was like a 130-foot wall from the glacier. That's how tall it was at the area we were, so we were standing Mm -hmm. down below. But then there was like a mountain ridge going up to our left, and he pointed it up almost to like the top of the ridge. He's like, you can see there where, he's like, it looks like the tree line is actually below, like... The ridge? The ridge, Uh because that's, he's like, that's where the glacier started so many years ago. It was like that high, and then slowly melted down. He's like, that's why there's no trees and it's like all like rocky because the glacier was there and had worn it away and then after that is where the trees start yeah and it was like oh that is crazy wow that's all i know how to describe it no i could picture that i <laughs> yeah. could like i understood i followed <laughs> so like it used to be completely engulfing that valley and now slowly it had like melted away but you can see it's like history mm-hmm. on the rock almost because mm-hmm. so. there's nothing else there because that's what was there yeah so yeah. i have no idea how old that is that's wild well that sounds like an awesome <laughs> awesome opportunity and i'm so glad you got to experience it yeah yeah and even thinking beforehand about the helicopter is like i'm not going to turn down this opportunity to go on this just because i'm like a little fear mm. have a little fear of riding in a helicopter like this is always one thing with flying where i know people have fear of flying but like you look at the percentages of how rare it is that you would suffer an accident flying either a helicopter in a plane as opposed to just driving our daily to driving the airport, yeah. or even like walking to the air- airport or even like you know, nowadays going it's like to the grocery going store. to church going to grocery yeah. store going to the club like wherever going it's like school. the percentages that you know sometimes you just gotta play the percentages and i'm like you know what even though the helicopter scares me like the chances of me dying which still could happen are so slim it's not gonna keep me from missing this opportunity well it's i mean i'm sure it's because you feel First of all, it's out of your comfort zone. It's not like we do we do drive everywhere. We should do helicopter heli life. Maybe we should get a helicopter and live well, out heli of that. Life. Heli life. We do drive every day. We do walk places every day. Yes. We, we go to the grocery store and church and school and the movie theater. We go to like church and movie theaters and school. When oh I say my god. We gosh. I mean like humankind. Um, <laughs> we go to those places multiple times a week. You and so it. just the fact that it's like out of your comfort zone, maybe something you're only gonna do maybe once, maybe just a few times in your life yeah so maybe that raises the percentages a little bit but. i don't maybe but i think also just like of course when you're doing something new and out of your comfort zone like i feel like fear is always kind of in a as a companion to that it just depends on how much you want to like grab its hand and like hug it <laughs> like it's always going to be there and i think that's a big part of why uh-huh. and i feel like you always whenever something does happen in a helicopter or a plane or whatever you always hear about it you were always going to hear about every because it's so rare yes whereas you don't hear about every car crash because it's so frequent and you would possible to hear about it there's probably there's probably been like who knows thousands in the time we've been recording this podcast you know across the world that's not as a downer no no one died everyone's safe okay minor injuries insurance is going to cover it okay people were very nice cops showed up in time you know all that stuff but i'm just saying it happens so frequently (laughs) that yes but we did have to deal with something different going on this Alaska trip, which we've only had to do a couple times in the van, and that's flying. And that's flying. So 
flying while living in a van, if you, let me, I guess, preface with saying, if you do not have, like, a house or something that you own, besides, the, like, if the van is it and you have to fly, it's a whole, it's a whole nother ball game. It's a whole nother, like, there's lots of things you have to think about. We have dogs, so we have to think about the dogs. Who can watch them and can these people watch them at their house as opposed to like them coming to our house? The van, what are we going to do with the van? Like, where are we going to leave it? Because we don't have our own house that we can just leave the van in the driveway or something like that. It does become a whole, I don't know, there's a few more like obstacles, I would say, when it comes to flying somewhere when you live in a van as opposed to living in a house because when we lived in our house it was so easy for us to just leave the dogs at the house have someone come to the house watch the dogs and just fly go wherever we want we could just hop on the light rail take the mm-hmm. train to the airport yeah not even have to leave our move our car yeah it was it was a lot more convenient it was a lot easier flying can get there can be a lot of moving parts and moving pieces when living in a van or just living on the road full time and I know in some ways we have it easier because ours is just a van. It's not like a huge RV and also like a truck to tow it or something that would add more puzzle pieces. <laughs> yeah, it's the pros and cons of the rig life. Mm-hmm. But I think something that a lot of people talk about, and I'm sure we've talked about it many times before with nomad life, is the freedom that comes with it and how incredible and amazing that freedom can be. I will say sometimes I feel like I have less freedom when it comes to flying that type of travel with this lifestyle, just yes. because there are so many hoops that we have to jump through and so many like puzzle pieces we have to fill in. And there are ways I think you can make that easier. Like one way might be if we <laughs> were doing van life in like the Southeast and Nashville was very close by. So like we have family in multiple people's houses we could leave the van at leave the dogs with you know all those things i think that would make some of the hoops easier but still anytime flying if we like discuss flying for a trip it's it's a big deal it's a bigger deal than it it's used a big to mountain be. to climb yeah. yeah like back yeah back when we were living in denver i felt like the last especially year and a half we were flying constantly which was a big reason I mean, there are many reasons we wanted the van, but one of them was we were gone all the time. We yeah. were flying so much, and we were not in our house very often. And it's like, why are we still paying rent on somewhere <laughs> where we're only spending, like, eight months of the year at? Yeah. If that, what, if you add up all the trips. Yeah. But, yeah, flying out, flying from living in the van and only living in the van, yeah, it just comes with more hurdles to jump over, hoops yeah. to jump through. What's another phrase? Slides to go down. Slides to go down. If you don't like jumping. I don't mushrooms know. to pick. Diving boards to jump off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does this, yeah. Do you feel like it limits you in a way? We weren't going to let the Alaska trip limit us. No. I think we've like consciously, like, I mean, when we were in the house in Denver, it was like anytime I'd go somewhere, you'd typically come along. Yeah. Was kind of it. And now it's like. Since it does feel like such a big hurdle, we haven't been doing that. Like, I'm going to Washington here in a few months, and, like, it, I'm just, it's just going to be me. And Which, I, in the past, if we were in Denver, still in a house, I probably would go with you. Yes. 
And there are multiple times we've been to Washington or Oregon in the last, since we've been in the van where I did not go just because it's easier. Cause then, oh, I can just watch the van and watch the dogs. Yes. Like all we have, there's not really much of it to worry about. I just have it, to get you to the airport. That's yeah, it. I, and at that point, like just one of us flying out, it's like very easy. Not a big deal. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, one person does have to stay with the van and the dogs, which one person like manning the van for a long time does like wear you down a little bit. You just, cause we naturally just kind of split up chores are you you speaking from five days worth of experience (laughs) that i just had (laughs) but it's honestly not that bad either you know i think it's probably a little worse for you like carrying seven gallon water jugs that's 56 pounds of water yes and even though you are strong (laughs) those still weigh a ton like they're hard for me so you know like stuff like that it becomes exhausting like picking up the heavy water jugs aside it still is tiring doing all because we've said this before like something in van life like everything you do is like living is a chore essentially um like every time you well this is like specific to us too but we hand pump our water yeah it's like every time you do one pump you just know that your water's not coming from a source that is renewable like from Mm -hmm. from the van like eventually every pump whether it's to wash your hands or do dishes or just get yourself a drink of water like that's cutting back on our mm-hmm. so you're always your mind's always kind of figuring that or it's like if we turn on the inverter and it's sunny and i want to plug in my laptop it's just you're always your mind's always kind of working and just like keeping track of like from energy use to water use to our, our food and groceries because we only have limited space on those two and it's like a chore to go into town so yeah and naturally we've kind of split that and so yeah when it is just one of us you're you're thinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you may end up thinking a little bit more, but it's just it's yeah for one of us just to fly out. It's that's always like very easy and comfortable. It's like okay, I'm just gonna fly out. Amy you can stay with the van. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make any other arrangements other than when I drop you off and pick you up. When you have to drop me off and pick me yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but with the Alaska trip, we knew. I mean, Alaska is just we had been there once before a few years ago, mm-hmm. but. When this opportunity came about, it's like, oh, we're going to make this a trip. Like, yes. we have the time. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I could just go to Alaska by myself and it'd be a little cheaper and a little more convenient with the van. But it's like, come on. Come on. It's Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Alaska. It was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. It is kind of one of those where you're like, so, no, I'm definitely. at that point, we were like, all right, let's jump through all the hoops. Let's figure out somewhere to take our dogs, where we're going to park, what we're going to do in these situations. And you know what? We did it. And now we're on the other side being like, howdy how we went to Alaska. <laughs> See, I always do, I do always think it's worth it, but it is, I'm always a little more hesitant to, for both of us to fly somewhere. Like it's gotta be, I don't know, I can't just say yes as freely as I feel like I did when we lived in a house. Yeah. And more times than not, even I feel like with the Washington trip I have in October, Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, it may not even seem worth it for both of us to go for four days or, three, you know, to make it a little, we don't have quite the window we had. So to, yeah. Yeah, to, even to make it a little trip, it's like, well, the hurdles then don't equal like the reward from the trip. Yeah. yeah. Especially since it is like a, a not that Washington trip. isn't rewarding yes, because no, it 100% it is, is beautiful. But and I've, I have, I think it helps too that I've been to Washington multiple times. Yes. Well. You have been to Washington multiple times and yeah. it like, and it kind of keeps coming back up yearly, <laughs> you know, here and now it feels like there'll be more opportunities yes. in the future Yes, where yeah, this Alaskan time, at least this kind of opportunity had never happened before. And I've been years and I'm always dying to go to Alaska, especially since we've been in the van. So yeah, we made it happen and we had to spend two nights at airport long-term parking, which is actually the pro of it. <laughs> the great part about 
all these hurdles we had to jump through for both of us to fly out was since we had a super early flight out. Yeah. We just went the night before. And slept After in we the dropped off lot. our dogs and everything and slept in long-term parking. Yes, we paid for it, mm-hmm. but we also got to sleep in, like, who knows, an extra hour and just mm-hmm. kind of, like, meander into the airport and get on our flight. And then our return flight, we landed at, like, 11.50. Like, p- almost midnight. Yeah, almost yeah. midnight. After we got our luggage, it's, like, past 12.30, mm-hmm. and all we had to do was walk out to the parking lot and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that- surprisingly, not... I did not sleep well the night before we flew out. I never sleep well nights before I fly out. But the night that we got back, somehow I slept great. Yeah, somehow. Which makes no sense because there were planes taking off and landing all around us. And somehow. But like no other car traffic or human. I don't know. It was oddly quiet in a way that we could sleep pretty well. And I would definitely do that again. It was very convenient to just wake up and not. I mean, you have to drive, just wake up and walk straight into the airport and get on your flight and then land and just go to sleep. Yeah. No, that part was really, really nice. So I got to say that was like a little bonus, but yeah. something that also extended the trip, like we were gone from our dogs like nine nights. Yeah, instead of seven. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we decided to do it that way too. So yeah, you figure that we're paying for a cost of dog sitters and stuff yeah. like that. So Yeah. I mean, there's always, it's just an interesting thing that I haven't heard many people talk about because... Freedom is such a big thing people talk about with this lifestyle. Freedom! And yes, there is a lot of it, but there are also areas where maybe when you didn't live on the road, you might have felt a little more free or a little Mm -hmm. more open than you do now. And I think that that's definitely one that I've noticed. Yes, I agree. Like when we get opportunities where it's like it would cause cause us to fly it would uh it'd be better require to fly. us to fly yeah. it does like seem like okay is it would it be worth it we're back in the past we're like yo book yes. it yeah. like we're going now it's like what is it is like by the course of the whole trip at the end mm-hmm. is it going to be worth it are the pros going to outweigh the cons of what we have to do mm-hmm. and so yeah that's just a little aspect of it that it is but i will say so like the van frees us up to travel more but also constrains us it can to limit travel us less. yeah yes. yeah um, it does both But I will say, I mean, we have both flown and left the van twice now. I think twice. Yeah, I feel like more for you. Well, I mean, like both of us, like both of us leaving the van and flying together. Yes. Yeah. I think it's been twice in two years and two months. Uh And I mean, it's been worth it every time. Every time. I mean, you figure it out. You do. You You do. You'll figure it out. And I think you kind of have to trust your gut and your instinct on what is worth jumping through all those hoops and hurdles for and i feel like we've done a good job at that yeah like what deciding you know which trips would be worth it which ones aren't (laughs) which funny you bring that up because you brought up another trip to me this morning that would require both of us to fly and leave the van and leave the dogs (laughs) we are weighing we are weighing that one (laughs) like you i mean like just like you said that trip that you proposed to me this morning if we were in the house yup let's do it house with the money for it true true there's a little financial piece to it as well but but yeah now in the van it's just you have to think about more things it's not just a yes or no yeah there's a lot of like even for like a weekend trip it's like well is it is it gonna really (laughs) is that gonna pay off for Mm -hmm. us to do all those jump through over all those hurdles i don't know we'll see we'll see if that one's worth it yeah we'll have to see i feel like that's a good ending spot yeah I or feel a good, good about ending it. time. For We're now. at 14, 1,430 beat, 31 beats. Yes, and that's how we measure. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's how we measure our podcast. What was your favorite beat? 
<laughs> I like beat 1000. Oh, really? I think I'm actually going to cut that beat out, so. Oh. Yeah. Poor beat. Yeah. I was Once, really, I thought we were really vibing from beat 837 to 842, that little string of beats. But did you Remember know that? One time is a beat. Only miss a beat. One time is a beat. Listen to that song, Mr. Beat, King Gidget and Lizard Wizard. That's going to be our music recommendation for the day. It's not one of their best songs, which is funny that that's the one we're pushing, but. Speak for yourself. It's relevant. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in with us. This is the start of us being back, so you will catch us next week. This is our fall season. Almost. We're, we're like SNL. We're on Sometimes the cusp. they'll take little hiatuses over the they summer, you know, but then they that. come back and they'll run from like fall through Christmas. Late Christmas, take a little holiday break, yes. but they come back and like run the season through like late spring, yeah. summer. Yeah, summer, you know, summer just. It's wild. Snowballs. It's young wild. Which you never snowball. think you would say, but that's what happens <laughs> to the podcast. Summer snowballs. Summer snowballs. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We will catch y'all next time. Love you. Peace out. 